You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. You know how you forget how to like drive or ride a bike when you haven't done that for a while? Yep. Like, yeah. Okay. I forgot how to do stuff this morning. Been away from the board for a couple of days and suddenly I can't run the board. I, mean, I forgot it's, it's only to turn Monday. on the microphones. Which buttons do I push? <laughs> Happy Monday, everybody. <laughs> that means it is Mental Health Monday. We'll check in with Deacon and Heidi Gaiman here in just a moment. We need it this I morning. definitely need it today. Actually. Uh, you know, I took some, uh, some time off for fall break with the oh, family. Oh, that's right. You were out at that's the end. Of, I can't remember what week it is. Out last week for a couple of days. I don't days. know what day it is. Um, took a couple of days off. Uh, son had, our, our son had fall break at school. The teachers oh. were all at uh, LEA oh, right. convention oh, here. this weekend. Conference here in St. <laughs> Louis. So. Uh, so all the teachers were working while the students were out playing. Uh, so we enjoyed beautiful fall weather, at least part of the time. And then it yeah. rained for eight hours straight. So yep. it was a wonderful trip. Uh, <laughs> lots of good good stuff, though. Uh, speaking of trips, in the second half today, this is exciting. I know, our, I saw this. Our good friend, uh, Pastor Noor, uh, recently took a trip back to the Holy Land. So we're going to get some insights mm. from him on his, his trip there. I always love hearing from him and his, his trips back to the Holy Land. Uh, he was sharing some, some great stories and pictures on Facebook. So I want to, you know, have some story time with Pastor Noor. Yes, I love story time <laughs> with anyone, really. <laughs> Thanks to Concordia University, Wisconsin for supporting the Coffee Hour. Find out more about Concordia University, Wisconsin at cuw.edu. It's time to check in with Deaconess Heidi Gaiman for Mental Health Mondays. Today we're talking about emotions. Yes. And everybody just turned off. <laughs> I know, everybody's favorite topic. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, least... wait, wait. Lutherans have emotions? The... See? There you go. Right? That's Run. what we're going to talk about today, right? Run with it, Heidi. What? All right. What would life be like without emotions? Well, just uh, visit. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> right? Right? I, you know, what's funny when I built this series and we'll like dive in in the coming weeks to different kinds of emotions and what their, um, what helpfulness they bring to our life, you know, what God does through them, but then also, you know, what what we need to kind of watch out for and stuff with them. But at the same time, like I decided I really needed to have an episode that really helped people understand just the value of emotion because we do want to either push it off or push it way down usually. Um, and it's, especially in Lutheranism. But, you know, the more I work as a therapist outside the realm of Lutheranism, like this is just human nature, really. Uh, we're really uncomfortable with them because it reminds us that we are not always in control. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Uh, what what role do emotions play in our life other than making us feel uncomfortable uh, talking about them? <laughs> right, right. I think if I could have a chorus for this this topic of emotions, it would be our emotions job is to inform us, not to lead us. So emotions inform, they don't lead. And we get into trouble when we let them lead. Um, they cannot uh, tell us where to go or what to do because we all know what that looks like when we are, whether we're happy, sad, mad, um, frustrated, um, you know, joyful. I mean, you could have like all these things that we classify as um, generally positive or negative emotions, although you'll find out in a future Mental Health Monday that I don't really believe in positive versus negative emotions, um, but we like to classify them that way. Whichever you're experiencing, if you let them lead, you know, if we decide that like I need to be happy all the time and that's my favorite emotion and so I let that lead my life, how does that go for me? Um, that usually goes down a rabbit trail that's not good. And the same thing is true for anger. Um, we can see that really clearly, but any, any emotion leading us is not a, 
good thing. And just like if we only, only like led our lives by blind reason, you know, if we never had the exception to the rule, then we would never listen to Jesus's gospel. Like we have to be led by his word and his word alone. And then, you know, let him use these tools that he gives us, including emotions to inform our lives um, and, you know, have better relationships because we're listening uh, to what's going on inside of our bodies and our minds and our hearts. So true or false, <laughs> it's time to play true or false with Deaconess Heidi Gaiman. Ooh, I like it. Licensed like clinical it social worker. That that's like ups the what game, could, doesn't what it? Could go wrong. What could go, what could go wrong? <laughs> Emotions and knowledge are a dichotomy. Oh, whoa. That is big. Um, they are not a dichotomy. In fact, you know, God says in his word, and every time I think of mental health, the verse that comes to mind is, well, more than one verse actually in scripture where he talks about our heart, soul, mind, and strength. You know, we are made as a whole person. And when we ignore one piece of that wholeness, then we have done a disservice um, to our faith walk. We have um, ignored something that God has given us. And so that's a problem. And the same, so if we take knowledge out of the picture, then we have a problem. You know, we're just like, oh, however I feel today. And that's great. And I'm going to follow that. Um, but if we take emotion out of the picture, we've become robots. And that's certainly not the way God created us either. Um, and so there is um, a depth to life with emotions. And I think this is one way we can um, start to make a little peace with them, if you will. Um, imagine life without emotions. Just like take, you know, a three second field trip with me to imagine what life would feel like if we had zero emotions. You know, what do you guys think, Sarah and Andy? Like, how would that look? What kind of images come to your mind? FYI, this is not therapy. For therapy, go to your local therapist. But, <laughs> but you know, nice what does that look to you? I know, right? I mean, it'd be pretty boring and very stilted. Mm, Sorry, those are good on Not naming any names, but there's a cubicle <laughs> down the hallway, and that's what it would look like is that cubicle. <laughs> I, won't I name think cubicle names. is a really good image, though. Andy, you like struck on something, right? We mm. see these like gray, bland walls. And what do we do to our cubicles in life? We like put our pictures up of the people we love and we put like the things that represent us. And and maybe we store a bike in there. I don't yes. know. We do things like that, right? <laughs> but they say something about who we are. And so if we didn't have that, if we didn't have, um, you know, the differences in how we attack situations and how we feel about situations, then we would all look the same and God doesn't create boring. That's just not in his nature. He's creative as a creator. And so remembering that emotions are created just like the rest of us, you know, things are created at the beginning of time, the beginning of our timeline in Genesis. Uh, God creates all things, you know, Colossians tells us, but then they're frustrated with sin, just like we all are, just like the rest of the world, our emotions, we're going to experience them within the broken reality. But guess what? they're redeemed. They're redeemed with Christ. And so when we experience our emotions, we can experience them in the lens of Christ restoring and redeeming in our lives. And then at the last days, you know, when Christ comes back for us, everything will be restored in perfection. And so knowing that my emotions someday, I, that's one reason we won't have tears in heaven is because everything's restored to the way it was supposed to be. And so in the meantime, will God use it? Is he going to make it beautiful in his time? Yeah, absolutely. And so I can disconnect from my emotions because I'm uncomfortable with them or I can learn from them. Mm -hmm. You know, I can grow in it just like 
I can in my knowledge and in my relationships. Absolutely. Um, how are the, how are they helpful? Um, they aren't always helpful, <laughs> or maybe they are yeah. always helpful. Um, it just depends on how you look at it, maybe. Yeah, I think if you contextualize them as informants, so if I just pay attention to them, like, because most of the time we're trying to ignore them because we think they're evil, right? Like, we, <laughs> we, we are really uncomfortable with them. And so if we just let them inform us, like, oh, what's going on? Like, where are my thoughts? What am I feeling? Um, then we have a greater insight into our unconscious world. Um, and most of the time we kind of just operate on the conscious level. We're just kind of reactionary. We're just having a conversation and saying what comes out of our mouth. Mm. But if we can pay attention to that kind of anxiety that comes up or um, that joy, that that sense, I should say, of joy that comes up at a given moment, then we know a little bit more about ourselves and we begin to make decisions and conversations and begin to communicate better where we are at. And so our relationships are more full. And I think we can give more grace to the people because instead of just reacting Basically, when we're in a conversation, we're reacting not only to the person, but we're reacting to our internal selves and the, all that emotion that wells up. But if we're aware of that internal emotion, then I can give that person more grace because I'm not responding to them based on all of that junk that's going on inside me that I'm ignoring, you know? So I think that's really helpful. We have a greater understanding of ourselves if we just listen to the emotions. That doesn't mean we have to like, do stuff with them. It just means we know ourselves a little bit better. And and then we can get help earlier on too, if we do feel anxious or sad or mad or all of those really, really uncomfortable emotions. I'm still processing all this, but what I'm hearing <laughs> is for just to acknowledge that we have the emotions. For example, if I'm feeling anxious uh, and I acknowledge that I'm feeling anxious and then tomorrow I notice that I'm feeling anxious again and the next day I notice I'm feeling anxious. Okay, there's a pattern here. Now I can pick mm -hmm. up and, and, and do something with that pattern. What do I do? Well, maybe I need to find, um, need to ask for some help with that because this is persisting. This is something that's going on or, or, or vice versa. You know, if it's, uh, you know, I, I'm feeling way too happy today. <laughs> no, that doesn't happen. Yeah, like, what's up with that? <laughs> no. But, you know, just asking yourself, in what, what situation sure. was I in yesterday that I felt anxious, that I yeah. feel anxious in today? And is there some commonalities there? You know, you can begin to actually do something about it then, instead of just, like, people throwing Bible verses at us that say, like, do not be anxious. Like, mm -hmm. God gives us, you know, insight that are connected to that word that he gives us. And so I think you're spot on, Andy, just like noticing is where it's at. Instead of saying, um, like judging ourselves with it too, like, oh, I shouldn't, I shouldn't be mad right now. Well, what is making you mad? And kind of discovering it a little bit and then processing, like mm -hmm. you said, and noticing if it happens in the same situation over and over and over again, oh, bingo, now I have some answers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very insightful. I'm going to use that today. Thanks. Taking a side gaming. Yes. Can I shamelessly plug my like, so we're doing our first <laughs> social media worker wellness wellness day on LCMS Ooh. social media. Oh, that's right. This Friday, October 18th. So I just want to plug it. So everybody pay attention to LCMS social media so you can see um, some different definitions of the kinds of wellness um, and begin to understand, I think, a little bit more about what we're doing to try to be a little bit more well by understanding what is wellness. And we're going to work on that this Friday, October 18th, all day. Which also happens to be the Feast of St. Luke. 
Luke. Yeah. That is a feast of St. Luke. And St. Luke is the good doctor. And I think you and I and yes. Sarah are going to be talking about that on Friday. At what time, Andy? We're going to be on at 9.15. So in, in the we get to talk the first half. Uh, we get to talk with uh, Professor Pavala mm-hmm. about uh, the great physician, St. Luke. That's awesome. So we're mm-hmm. going to talk with him in the, uh, the first half, Dr. Daniel Pavla from Concordia University, Wisconsin. And then the second half, we get to catch up with you on some uh, yeah, worker wellness topics. Thank you so much, Deacon Society Gaiman. Thanks for having me. See you next time. Coming up in just a little bit, we'll catch up with uh, Dr. Noor mm-hmm. on his recent travels to his homeland. Yeah. So you're listening to Coffee All right, Mady Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth.